Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hello, Malin. Hi there, Kelly. Exciting times, huh? Oh, isn't it just the best? I'm feeling so energized to fans who are not keeping up with the ongoing sweep of labor movement across the country. SAG is striking. We actors are joining the Writers Guild of America on the picket lines for the first time since 1960 we're striking together. It feels electric in this town. And mm-hmm. I, ke- I keep re-watching Fran's speech. And, mm-hmm. and I we've brought her up before and fans have told me that we've sounded maybe a little dismissive or like mm-hmm. we didn't fully put our trust in Fran Drescher. And I have to say, you imagine that. I knew the mm-hmm. whole time that she was going to be a leader for this time. And, mm-hmm. and boy, boy, has she been. I mean... Telling the AMPTP, you people are crazy. It just doesn't get any better than that. It does not get any better than that. The Versailles stuff, I mean, just really channeling, you know, a deep rage that I think we've all been feeling and, Mm -hmm. wow, just couldn't be prouder. And I also, I don't know if you saw the moment where a question was asked in Spanish and the other leader of the negotiations, Duncan Crabtree Ireland, answered the question in Spanish. And I thought of us because that's what I aspire to be able to do. I don't know if you've continued your Spanish lessons post-trip. Yeah, I'm not making as much time for it as I wish I were, but hearing that, I'm like, I got to jump back in. Yeah, because boy, was that impressive. Right. Yeah. And listeners will remember that we were hoping by the end of our recaps of this show that we will be able to eventually be fluent enough in Spanish that we can host an entire recap en espanol. I don't know that we're tracking towards that, if I can be honest with myself. We are nearing the end of season three of seven Mm -hmm. seasons. So I guess I still have four more full seasons to get fluent in Spanish. But that comes on faster than you think, you know, because in TV, that takes years. And you think, sure, four years, I can attain some fluency. But, you know, with one episode a week, we're really burning through these. So, Well, I don't know about you, but I do feel blessed to have some free time. And one could say we've we've been having free time because it's not Mm -hmm. like we've been working a ton. But now we're really not working. And there's a good reason for it. And so I think... I don't know, maybe out on the uh, picket lines, we can be chanting in Spanish and trying to get some mm-hmm. some practice in there. Yes, si se puede. And yeah, we are coming to the end of season three. We're on our way. This is season three, episode 17 we'll be talking about today. We've got two more after this. And mm-hmm. it makes me a little sad because it's coming to the end of Diana's initial reign as showrunner. I know. Yeah. A tough time and a tough transition and you know, at some point, I'm sure we'll have to have her back to talk more about how that went and how it felt for her. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, who we have here today to talk about season three, episode 17, we're so excited because we haven't really had someone from this wing of the Riding Around team yet. We're going to be speaking today to line producer Kent Clark. Welcome to the podcast, Kent. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, of course. It is a joy and 
a joy to hear a yes from you for once, if I right, can. Right, Mr. Mr. No over here. I know. You get so used to me uh, shooting down uh, ideas and big ideas the writers and creative team uh, have. And I have, to be, I have to be the one to be like, no, we don't have the money for that. Okay, we got to right. stay within budget, and you know, uh, you know, it's tough to be the bad guy sometimes, but someone's got to do it. Right, and you did it well. You did it with a smile, and mm-hmm. as good as it could feel to hear a no, you know, it always felt okay from you. It helped because I, I genuinely, uh, I love uh, budgets. I love. Uh, I don't love huh. saying no to people, but I, you mm. know, I love budgets. Uh, you know, it's probably the most important job on uh, any film or television production. I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. In my opinion, you oh, know, interesting. Inter- yeah, it's so cool how we all find value in in the role that we each play. Because because I don't think I would have ever said that. Oh no. Well, yeah. I mean, can you talk to us? What what do you like about budgets? Because for me, I'm kind of allergic to the stuff. You know, mm-hmm. oh, look, sure, looking at my yeah. personal finances, and I'm thinking, boy, <laughs> sure. You know. Yeah. Well, it's not for everyone. I mean, I just you know, some people. A lot of people think, you know, budgeting and crunching numbers uh, is boring. Uh, I say think again. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. exciting. It's exciting stuff. You know, I, I look forward to when I get a, a script and I have to go through it and, you know, start uh, coming up with a budget for a film and start flagging stuff where I'm like, that's going to be too expensive. Let's mm-hmm. rethink that. Just getting the process started, it's, it's a real thrill for me. You know, you got to get your above line costs, your below line costs, and... Uh, you know, you got to be ready for uh, contingencies, like all the unexpected mm-hmm. that can happen. And you got to be ready for all that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd say it's not boring. Uh, planning for the unexpected, not boring. <laughs> wow. I mean, what a special mind to be able yeah. to think like that. In terms of costs, I mean, above the line costs going in, really no big stars attached at the beginning and in the early seasons of this show you know, we grew together in fame and popularity, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. but no one really expensive to hire off the bat, I have to imagine. Yeah, uh, that was no accident. <laughs> oh, oh, is that really? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, because, I mean, also, you know, I was telling them, I was like, uh, you know, audiences are going to love to grow with these characters, too. So, I mean, it's like, it's, I don't mm-hmm. see it as a hindrance to have uh, no names attached, you know? It's so true, yeah. and And more and more, you know, succession cast the same way right let's right, let right. the audience meet these people fall in love grow with them and mm-hmm. not have associations about a big actor off the bat exactly uh, right yeah because you know too much about their personal life they're in mm-hmm. all the tabloids and then you know the audience is bringing that they're like why is this guy riding around on a bus he's a huge movie star yes, you know a distraction Mm-hmm. Exactly. You want to be able to believe this person would be in a financial position to be riding yes. a bus, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see myself as having to, you know, marry these two worlds of the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the creative and the practical. Wow. Let's work together. So how did you get into line producing? I just can't imagine, you know, thinking up that job and being like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. But, uh, you know, it's it's actually been something I've been very passionate since I was a very young child. Um, oh, you don't oh. say. When I was a child, uh, my my family was pretty much ruined by oh. overspending. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, no. It kind of destroyed my family, uh, tore us apart. Not, not in the traditional sense, but very specifically related to to films and filmmaking. I mean, my father, he owned a hardware store. Okay. Uh, right. uh, Gabe's Hardware. And my mother was a teacher. Very simple. It was a nice life, nice childhood. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but then uh, 
my father decided he wanted to make a, a short film. Oh gosh, just out of nowhere? Just out of nowhere. Yeah, he had oh. he had seen some movie and uh, had decided, hey, I want to I want to try my hand at that. He was very moved, mm. um, and he he ended up trying to make a short film and just kind of went nuts with spending. Oh, uh, that's yeah. tough because this is yeah. obviously pre the days of iPhone democratizing. Yeah, you know, exactly. Who can make stuff and how? It's like. If you were going to make a short film at that time, I imagine he had to invest in equipment and in, in, yep, and shooting equipment. on actual film. And I, actual I, I, I don't film. Know how old you are, Kent? But that yeah, way, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm uh, uh, fifty three uh, <laughs> this March. Okay, um, oh, uh, this March. Well, March. happy belated. Yeah. <laughs> no, this this upcoming one. Oh, yeah. okay. So oh, fifty two now. I, I guess, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, but I'm always kind of like looking ahead. Uh, no, you have to. You know, yeah, March is you know, right. Kind of relates the back. Yeah, yeah right. it's right. A mere eight yeah, months right. away. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But this is the, you know, this is the budgeting mind preparing for uh, the future. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, as I was saying, my uh, my father just got carried away. He wanted to make this short film the best it could be, and you would think a short film like how much money can he right. spend? Yeah. Uh, he right. went. It was uh, an opera set in space. Oh my god! It was kind of a rock opera where he used all the uh, a lot of the catalog of uh, Ario Speedwagon, which you got to pay for that oh. too. And oh my goodness! I, so he was really doing it the right way. I'll I'll give him props for that because a lot of us would just go ahead and use music uncleared and hope Ario mm-hmm. Speedwagon never. It, yeah, got but wise no, to he it. he was an honest man, and yeah, I, I can't fault him for that. But he started taking some uh, extreme measures, was, uh, you know, taking money out of his retirement fund, was draining our family bank oh accounts. Uh, and uh, it, the short film was not a success. He did not make any of that money back. Uh, not, a, not a cent, yeah. Our family kind of went into ruin. And so, Ugh. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I tried to keep these discussions away from talent on set, but, you know, I'd sometimes get carried away arguing with the writers and Chris, so maybe you sometimes would hear me very loudly exclaiming things like, uh, you throw your money at every whim, and next thing you know, you're living on the street. And some people, I guess, might not know, like, what does he talk, what what does he mean living on the street? And it's like, I would just get very emotional. Of course. Because, you know, it's very personal to me. It makes a lot Um, of sense. It totally does. That's tough, yeah. And I see now, yeah, you can't help but think, if only my dad had someone to kind of rein him in, right. run mm-hmm. at least a sounding board to run the if, plans by. Yeah, mm-hmm. if he just had a line producer. Yeah. but And so that's kind of when, I, at very early age, uh, that's when I decided this is, this is my path. This is my calling. I'm, I uh, am going to do everything within my power to never let expenses on a film ruin someone or some family's life ever again. And, you know, uh, I, I think I've done a pretty good job. I, I, yeah. I guess that's why I see myself as uh, the hero and the most Oh, my important. God. I mean, you uh, did an excellent job on riding around. Sorry, you were saying you're a hero and the most important. I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off in the middle I, of that. Yeah, no, no. It's just, yeah, I, I guess uh, it's just that uh, no one ever... I, I, I'm always waiting for someone else to say it and no one else does. So I, sometimes I just have to. Well, you know, you know what yeah, I think it might be yeah. is that at this point in time, you know, we're not all having a lot of sympathy for these companies staying within their budget. That's, so maybe maybe it's to do with that where it's no one's actually sure. losing their home if this television show has an expensive location or two. 
But totally, the, yeah. the parallels are there for sure. And it does seem like an important job now that you've outlined it for us. Oh, and I, I just want to say, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for all line producers, but at least from from my perspective, uh, you know, I definitely support the uh, the writers and actors getting a fair wage because I think you need good writers, you need good actors, because mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have that, if you don't have a good story, then you just end up throwing money at big explosions, big uh, props and, and, you know, and it's like, yeah, that'll catch the audience's attention for a second or two, but it's not going to, it's not engaging. It's not going to no. hold them mm-hmm. through not seven seasons. a replacement seasons. for story, so, for exactly. characters with integrity. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I definitely don't see paying uh, writers or actors fair wages as an unnecessary expense. I see uh, unnecessary expenses that I, I'm fighting against are, you know, when they wanted to have uh, seven seven buses uh, from the bus wrangler, and I was like, let's let's maybe try three, okay? Sure, you right, know. yeah, yeah, stuff sure. like that. People wouldn't know this per se, but the original idea for the show was to have an actual bus going around town all the time. Mm-hmm. And you, we have to credit you for saying, hey, why don't we plop one bus in place mm-hmm. and not have it driving all around? Cause, yeah, who, who's going to pay for that gas? <laughs> right, and, and just getting the locations cleared to drive on streets. I mean, every single yep. block we'd be on, you would have had to help with clearing that. I know. Oh my god. I I'm just hearing uh, you know, cashier the ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. 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 I'm just like, oh my god. And not in the good way, like we're making money. Right, mm-hmm. right. From the other side of the counter, I'm giving the money <laughs> right. to the, yeah. the ka-ching sound. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, wow. But that that was the other thing where I uh they they did originally, like as you said, wanna actually be driving around town. And I was like, we could save a fortune on locations if A we're just always in the bus. We never, mm-hmm. we very rarely see anyone go into any establishment. We're right. on the bus. We just uh, go in the middle of a, you know, middle of nowhere with uh, mm-hmm. no stores around. Genius. No, uh, yeah. No big targets. No big uh, <laughs> best buys. Nothing like that. Yeah, none of the big box stores. Right. No. No. Wow. So line producer liaises between. But you said above the line, below the line. So you're hiring all the people who are hiring the PAs and you're going through scripts and you're creating the budgets based on what the script calls for, that kind of thing? Yeah. So how, I mean, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. We better go ahead and read the synopsis of season three, episode 17. Oh, sure. This this might be a great one to talk about. Okay, what was the breakdown for this one like? Monumental one. Okay, Tom and Lily finally kiss during a gambling night event held on the bus. Meanwhile, Frankie discovers a talent for craps. So this hmm. is, you know, we're turning the bus into a full-blown casino. Yeah. Uh, or, or sort of a gambling location. Mm-hmm. Right. If you remember, we were encouraged not to refer to it as a casino for right for reasons that we can maybe chat about later in the episode. But Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, this was a, di- this was a difficult, uh, day, uh, and, and week at work, uh, oh, cause yeah? I don't know how this, this got by me, but, uh, the, the money that was used in the episode oh, for the, yeah. all the gambling. It so real. Uh, right. yeah. Props department uh, really, uh, killed it with this one. Yeah. I'd love to give uh, credit to the props department for this one, but, uh, 
The reason it looks so real is because it was actual money, and it was no, you're kidding. It me. was money for the production. I don't know how they got it. I don't know if they uh, someone went rummaging around, uh, you know, the, the PA's uh, petty oh cash drawers or 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 what happened. But that was that was actual production money, and we lost a lot. Oh, well, yeah, I was flying everywhere out there. I I probably threw some out of a window, not, not even realizing. I just thought it was extremely well done, fake money. Wow. And it's not your fault. I mean, the script called for you to throw money out the window. How soon are you realizing, oh no, they're using real money? Uh Uh-huh. It was probably uh, a day or two later. Where, you know, we're back at work and... Right. You're not always physically on set for the shooting, right? You're doing the pre-work. I'm in the the production office a lot. And production office PAs are in there. And, you know, we send them out on runs when uh, writers need something or Mm -hmm. if post is there, you know. They're always going on runs and, you know, they have uh, petty cash. And, uh, And all of a sudden it's like none of them have... Their petty cash. Okay. And, you know, it took us a minute. We're like, wait, what's going on? Like, at first yeah. I'm thinking, like, are these PAs, you know, taking yeah. the money? Right. Feet. right. Pretty yeah. soon we started, you know, following the breadcrumbs and uh, I, we realized, oh, we used, we used a ton of petty cash for that gambling Wow. Gambling episode, yeah. And wow. I, do, I don't want to point a finger at someone, but does that end up being the director's call? This director for this episode was Anderson Royal, I believe. So he, would mm-hmm. he have made that call? I need real money. We never got to the bottom of it, but there is a strong suspicion that uh, this director uh, wanted real money. Well, and, yeah, I, and I can see how that would happen. You know, a big director like Anderson says to a PA, I need real money. And what's the PA going to mm-hmm. do? Say no to a big time director? I mean, it's really uh-huh. hard to mm-hmm. not want to enact the vision of these auteur and auteur, especially yeah. like Anderson. And so, and I know you ran into this a little bit with Diana a bit. Can you talk about the, I mean, if it's not too tough to, to get into, the contact lens sort of debacle with Diana. Oh. The contact lenses. Oh boy. This is a, this is a situation I hope I never have to relive. But, uh, as you've mentioned, this was towards the end of Diana's, uh, first Mm -hmm. tenure reign, Mm -hmm. uh, before she, uh, went on hiatus, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and she was getting a little more eccentric and, uh, she had decided that none of the actors, eye colors matched what she envisioned for the characters Mm-hmm. She so she right. made us hire a contact lens designer <laughs> to s- make individual pairs of contact lenses for each and every actor and extra. And I, I, mean, I, I oh this and this it cost us a fortune. And I don't know any uh, like I, I appreciate the uh, you know the passion and the and you know wanting to see your vision through, but. Eye color. It wasn't even. They weren't even drastic changes. It was. No, it was going I mean, from like. And I just yeah. have to say, I have twenty twenty vision and stunning yeah. eyes. The uh, yeah. the lens that she decided to use, just a hair lighter blue than my mm. naturally beautiful eyes already are. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking at that point now, why bother? Why you bother? Know, and yeah. for some of the, you know, the extras who are playing the, 
the card dealers and the, the people running the tables in this onboard uh, casino, excuse me, uh, gambling space, you know, why? Why do why? you need this guy and prescript? You factor in prescriptions? I mean, that's. Prescri- oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we'd have the contact lenses. Uh, the specifically designed contact lenses, and, and no disrespect to the contact lens designer, they did fantastic work. But just as from an expense point, like uh, right. you, you'd do it, yeah. and then you'd realize, oh, this is the wrong prescription. So now we got to yeah. do it all over again. Uh-huh. And, it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it might be an extra that I'm like, we're not even going to see their face no. on camera. Right. So then no. Diana's Diana's like, well, let's put them on camera. And I'm like, well, now they're a featured Ugh, extra. Now that we got to pay them, pay them more. more. And I'm like, oh Ugh. my god. Yeah. So it, it it got really that one got really out of hand and uh, yeah yeah well it's lucky you were able to contain it I mean you obviously were able to talk her down to just containing it to this one episode which also Thankfully. you know and fans I I was looking a little bit my daughters were showing me around Reddit fans definitely notice okay mm-hmm. in this episode there's something a little off and we yeah. think it's in the eyes and then people slowly putting together. You know, through rewatches during the pandemic, oh yeah, people have different, fully different eye colors yeah. in this episode than in any other episode of the show. It's it's insane. I was watching myself in the episode last night, and you can just see I'm blinking a lot, and uh-huh. it's because at the time I was not an experienced contact wearer, and it's it's so glaringly <laughs> obvious. It looks awful. It looks awful. I'm just. <laughs> Blink, blink, I was, blink. Yeah, I, I was rewatching that. It, it is very distracting, the, the, yeah. the amount of blinking. Yeah. And that's not your fault. No. You're not used to wearing contacts. I didn't get enough time to kind of break them yeah. in, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have your usual lead time to go method on this episode. And Right, right. Right. And with these uh, contact, these, these designer contact lenses, they're also a little little sturdier, maybe a little rougher than uh, regular ones. And so oh, to break right? them in, yeah, to break them in, you need a, what I heard, because I had a lot of conversations with a contact lens designer. Of course, yeah. You break, you, you break them in the same way, uh, like a baseball mitt, where you like put a, a baseball mm-hmm. in the baseball mitt and then rubber band around. You're supposed yeah, to right. yeah. put, put a fake pillow. eyeball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put a fake eyeball uh, wow. in the I contact no lens. Wow, I had idea. Again, rubber 2020 band. vision never yeah. needed any help. So, <laughs> wow, that's... Gosh, what an yeah. interesting tactic. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, so I have to ask, you know, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that. We sort of fell off talking about our onset pranks, but there was a while where we were all doing pranks that ended up being costly to the production in one way or another. Oh, uh, I remember. <laughs> right. You know, whether it was Malin using expensive printer paper and printing new scripts to do her porn parody. Oh, or, and we lost a, a day or two, I think, with that one. Just Right. Um, yeah. yeah. How much are you absolutely hating the fact that we won't stop pranking one another and wasting production oh, money. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'll just say I, I was so glad when, uh, when you, uh, I don't know if it's growing out of the pranks or, or just getting tired of the prank, but uh, right. <laughs> but I was so thankful when that that uh, period was over because uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was getting very costly, uh, and I didn't know why the pranks had to involve using. Uh, you know, production materials and, right. uh, sure. and well, you yeah. know, you're working with the tools that you have at your disposal. So, right. Yeah. You're, um, you're using, a, you know, you're, you're using the steering wheel of a bus to, to trap someone inside their trailer and, you know, mm-hmm. sort of the way some people stack a chair against a, a door to keep it from opening or using yeah. very expensive right. technical equipment to, you know, have a little bit of a laugh and come to find out that costs money yeah that, right the way that even Malin came into possession of the 
the riding the steering, steering wheel. wheel, which you have right. to this yeah, very day. I, uh, yeah, sorry about that, that Kent. I is, guess you probably had to approve that budget line item of yeah, new steering that, wheel. <laughs> My that, bad. Uh, that was something I, I was going to bring up during this episode. Uh, uh, oh, no. We can talk about this off air if you want, but I... I I am going to need that steering wheel wheel back because I'm I'm going to. That's oh. something I never got to sign off on, and that would, you know, I take pride in my work, and I would really love to be able to uh, just sort of put, like, just sort of like I try to dot the i's and cross the t's, and that was one that I was like, what the heck happened in the steering wheel, and uh, it was just something oh. I couldn't account for in the budget, and uh, you know, I'd right. love to be able to just go back and and make that right. Uh. Well, listen, we'll talk offline about how we can make it right, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be giving it back, but I am happy <laughs> to entertain the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay. just, it's kind okay. of, okay. you know, memory. there's lore around it now. It was instrumental in us even beginning this podcast, mm-hmm. and to give it back, uh, I, I, I'm not going to do it, Kent, but I do appreciate mm-hmm. that it uh, means a okay. lot to you. I had and, to try. I had to try. Now, see, this yeah. is a difference... Kent, because yeah. you just you just gave up so easily there. I thought we were going to get into a little of our old, you know, back and forth. Uh, Kent saying I need it, and us creatives are saying no, yeah. you can't have it. And you just are you are you out of the game these days? Or are you yeah. no 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 still very much in the game? I may, you know maybe <laughs> maybe I've softened a little. Uh, you know, I, I most most recent work, uh, Young Sheldon. And doing that, now get that is yeah. right. Oh. There are something. It is a, a little, lot about compromise in mm-hmm. this in this business, and you know, uh, I understand that you know we're not in the same city. I'm not going to put my own personal costs to fly out there and try to get the steering wheel from you. Right, uh, and so right. you know, it's 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 also learning uh, to accept when you're beat. Pick your battles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pick your battles. But I had to try. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, uh, no, I appreciate you trying. I appreciate yeah. you being here. We obviously don't want to get into a whole whole thing on what's supposed no. to be a yeah. fun podcast. So, of I've, course, yeah, yeah, we appreciate you. So, young Sheldon, that's so impressive. And you've got yeah. at least another season of work left on that. Right. Because they've been renewed. for yeah. season Seven. So. Wow, isn't that yeah, nice to have right now? Yeah. Although, yeah. although when when exactly when you'll exactly. be getting to write and shoot that we don't know but it is nice to know that you are in support of your fellow actors and of writers co- so. of course yeah very very uh very happy about the the work we do on uh young sheldon very uh, very uh proud of the work uh we did on riding around and uh and uh i, I don't know if you know sort of how I, I i came to be a part of the Riding around, t- how they sort of found out about my talents. Uh, I you remember know, I was, hearing this from another person yeah. in production, but please tell yeah. our listeners how you so, found us. So I, I, I'd been uh, line producing uh, for a minute now, and uh, one of my one of my claims to fame within the uh, line producing community is I was a line producer on Speed, another uh, oh my bus gosh related right. movie, which is I think how riding around found out about me and, and brought me on. And this would have been, Speed came out in 1994, basically your first oh, So you were pretty project young as a then. Producer. You're 53 I mean, now. Yeah. A wow. Yep. We, 
Yeah, Even like I was 24 uh, or something, I think. Yeah, yeah probably about 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I was uh, almost uh, 24, uh, like eight months, eight months away from being 24, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, would yeah. you say first or second job out of undergrad like very early on and very early on it was uh it was definitely my first line producing job Mm -hmm. uh like where I was the line producer uh before that I was uh you know I I was an accountant PA sort of around budgets and the numbers and uh you know I was a I was actually uh an accountant PA on uh growing pains wow what a Seminal show, yeah, and I, I, I remember one uh, a very uh, inspirational and uh, formative moment in my life uh, was uh, I was so I was an accountant PA and I, I was just happened to be in the room when the line producer was talking to one of the creative producers on the show and and I heard uh, the line producer say to the creative producer, uh, Neil, if money's not your god, then what the hell do you believe in? And I still get chills when I think about it. And, uh, and I, I try to keep that with me, just sort of, uh, you know, look, we all want to see uh, d- our dreams and visions put on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, money, uh, money is the big is, guy. Uh, money's the big guy. Money's the boss. Big guy upstairs, yeah. 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 So that, that was formative. But, uh, but yeah, then uh, Speed, I was, uh, that was my first line producing job. And they, they, I was not the original line producer on it. They, they had oh, another no? line producer. Oh, yeah. that's But they had to fire them because uh, they, were, they were going through buses like tissues, I'm telling you. Oh, like, it was so. unbelievable. I mean, just ill-advised when you're coming from a budget standpoint. They were, they were doing rehearsals. With explosions and bus crashes, where they weren't oh. even rolled, where they oh weren't my, even rolling, not even rolling. That. I mean, yeah, mm. yeah, and and uh, and then I think uh, there was a lot of after hours uh, bus uh, drag racing in the the studio lots and stuff, and there were accidents and just very costly, and so uh, they had to they had to be fired, and and I was brought on, and one of my uh, one of my big uh, you know, first decisions, I was like, initially the bus could never go below 120 miles an hour. Mm-hmm, right. I was like, that's one of the reasons we're having so many accidents. I was like, why right. don't we just change the story? Bus can't go over 50 miles an hour. So, so much safer and so much mm-hmm. cheaper. I imagine right. from a gas perspective, yep. just yep. every way oh, yeah. it makes more sense. Yeah. And yeah, I think you see that contribute to the, you know, the tension of the movie, if you're speeding right. along, you know, you feel like you're at 100 right away, but the, the slowness yeah. of it is almost what, yeah. So you as a 24-year-old are going up to Yonda Bond and saying, let's change this huge thing about the movie. I mean, the bravery yeah. that takes. Absolutely. I can see why you were well-matched with Diana well, later on. Yeah. Well, for me, budgeting, it is life or death. And I, right. I, don't, mess around, I don't mess around with it. Uh, families have been torn apart because right. uh, yeah, you know, you know, uh, budgets on films have gotten out of hand, and people haven't kept two budgets. You know, right. families' lives have been just ripped apart, and yeah. uh, so it's it's for me, it's life and death. And I and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care who you are. We're gonna have these tough conversations, mm-hmm. and we're gonna stay under budget, and everyone's gonna have their families not torn apart. Well, I respect the hell out of. 
you know, your gumption in that way. And just speaking of Diana, this is where we sort of started, as we were alluding to earlier, Malin, started to get into some trouble. And I would say Diana, under the gun especially. Some of the plot lines in this season of Riding Around, some people at NBC felt were starting to mirror a little too closely plot lines, especially romance storylines that were happening on The Office. And oh, I, think I remember this. Specifically, this episode being a gambling night. I mean, The Office season before had done a casino night, and it was the first time that Jim and Pam, the love interest on that show, kissed. Right, right. And, you know, and then here we are doing basically the exact same thing a year later on Riding Around. I mean, you understand why I, Diana's starting to act yeah. a little bit loopy, a little bit stressed. Totally. And I, I just want to say... It wasn't exactly the same, right? Casino night on The Office is taking place on a boat, okay? This wasn't on a boat. There was no boat in sight. We don't even call it a casino at any point in the episode. I think Casino Night in The Office is in the warehouse. They have it. Oh, And then... (laughs) (laughs) And that's different. Like, we're not in a warehouse at all. I mean, yeah, there's a warehouse, like, sort of around the bus in which we're, you know, shooting. Yeah, 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 just not the same thing, but... no. Mm-mm. You know, of course, Malin and I, we're, we're looking, we're not looking at it from an unbiased perspective. We're looking at it as people whose lives and careers were changed by being on Riding Around. So can I understand yeah. how an out, from an outside POV, maybe you think, oh, this is naked plagiarism? Sure. But there's, there's only, uh, from, uh, and I'm not a writer, but from what I hear, there's only so many stories you can tell. Well, yes. And so, yeah. And so. A good point, Kent. There's, yes. There's, there's going to be overlap. Well, this is also, this uh, came into my role where there was a lot of, uh, you know, threat of legal action. And so mm. there was a lot of, uh, trying to have, having to bob and weave and being like, uh, this is totally different. This is on a bus. Yes. Sure. There's a warehouse nearby, but we're not in the warehouse. Right. Okay. Right. right. You know, there's only, you know, these, uh, these sort of stories are just, these are just like the building blocks of storytelling. You don't have any legal claim to these right. things that right. all stories are made of. You have to wonder though, Mike Schur and Greg Daniels seem like very even-keeled, easy-to-get-along-with guys. What is happening behind the scenes with Diana that these two guys are getting so aggressive and litigious with her? I mean... Right, right. Jealousy? You, you never want to yeah, victim blame. Right, but yeah. like, what is, yeah. what's going on that... From what I can tell, like, uh, yeah, they, they there might have been some uh, antagonizing and, uh, mm. and you know, sort of... Uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe you could call it, uh, you know, uh, peacocking between the two groups sure. and like trying to, you know, yeah. be like our shows, you know, it, I always tried to say, uh, you know, it was, it was more like, uh, you know, the the space race, but within television. And sure, The Office kept wow. being the first to the moon. Yeah, they, but got it, their, they were just on air before we were. So, and, yeah. And these things happen, you know, there's. There's a uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact. You know, mm-hmm. people yes. like there's you know there's stories coming out at the same time, and yes, someone's got to get there first. But that doesn't mean uh, you know they're the only people who can tell. Yeah, the story. right. Yeah, right. We're, we're all we're all you know everyone's allowed to go to the moon, especially now. Uh, you know, we're all we're all going to the moon. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, Kent. Is there anything we've missed? in your estimation as we recap this episode? Any major budget stuff we've overlooked, or just general memories about your time working on Ride Around that you would have wanted to share that we didn't give you the chance? 
Not really that I can think of. I, 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 I had a, I'm very proud of the work I did on Riding Around. I just want to, I, I guess I, I want the listeners to know, uh, for my tenure there, uh, we came in under budget. I like to always come in under budget. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on all my work on, you know, uh, Spin City, Scrubs, King of Queens, Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place, wow. Darmine Greg. Oh, my God. Crack- yeah, I, I always came in under under budget. And the the only one I wasn't able to come in under budget for my uh, biggest regret was... Uh, Eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter. Mm. I just couldn't. You wouldn't think it would be that one. No, I just I, could just never get a handle, and I don't know why. And <laughs> could just never get a handle on the budget. It should have been so straightforward, and uh, it's my biggest regret. But you know, well, listen, uh, don't beat yourself up here because no. on riding around, we know you did a fantastic job. Under budget, over the moon uh, to be. Uh, <laughs> to be a part of this project. That was yeah. that fun. That was fun saying. I love that. If you can leave us with anything, do you have anything to plug right now? Obviously, you're working on Young Sheldon when it comes back. Where else can our listeners find you? Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not on any of the, uh, the socials, uh, but I, 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 there is there has been someone I've been uh, uh, following uh, uh, on Instagram uh, Instagram, uh, you can, uh, Cromlin O'Borbin, Cromlin O'Borbin. Okay. Uh, Cromlin O'Borbin. He, okay. Yeah. He's been, he's been making some fun videos recently. Uh, you can hmm. also find those on YouTube. Now when I search, I'm seeing a Colin O'Brien, but yes. I'm not seeing a Cromlin O'Borbin. So, but maybe similar, similar, but different type of vibe. Uh, yeah. Uh, the okay. Colin O'Brien is the name of, uh, the okay. person. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's intentionally trying to make it hard to find him or right. Wh- yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, an interesting. He, yeah. He's a little trickster. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh who maybe doesn't like being uh <laughs> on Instagram. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> and who can blame him. Yeah. yeah. But I think the the only final thing I'd like to leave you with is uh is just a, a saying I keep very close to my heart. Uh please, yeah. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Inspiring stuff. Extremely. Thank you so much, Kent. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Riding Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.